0: Our scripture reading tonight is from two places, first from the Gospel of Luke chapter 5, we'll read the first 11 verses there, and then if you want to find that place, hold your finger there and also turn to John chapter 21, we'll read the first 14
1: verses of John chapter 21. First reading from Luke, very
0: early in Jesus' ministry, of course. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake, there in the threat, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the lake. He sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. At your word, I will let down the nets. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. And now turning to John. Chapter twenty one. This is be the third appearance that Jesus makes. Well, among different appearances, but starting at verse one of twenty-one to verse fourteen. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way, Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin Nathaniel, of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee. Two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. They cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was still not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Then I would just have you note that what ensues is how the one who had denied Jesus three times, Peter, is asked three times whether he loves the Lord, each time being recommissioned to the work he's given to do. And then the very last part of verse 19, after he said this, he said to him, follow me. Thus, a reading from God's holy word. Why congregation, do you ever wonder why exactly this? story, what's the purpose of it, Um, I always get uncomfortable if preachers get too squeamish trying to prove that Jesus really rose from the dead, that has its place, but you don't need to convince me, okay, Um, why I'm here, worshiping, Um, has its place, but we have to keep that in its place. In other words, what Jesus Jesus isn't merely giving us further proof, see, I'm really alive. Look, I even eat breakfast with you. I'm really here. I'm not a ghost. Looky, looky, I'm really alive. Do you get it yet? True enough. There's a lot more going on here than that. Why this third appearance now? And why there? In fact, Jesus makes a big point about through the angels and so forth. You tell my disciples, I'll see them again in Galilee. Tell them to go to Galilee, and I'm going to make an appearance there. Why there? Why that? He's alive. He's made himself known. Thomas has touched his hands, the holes in his hands and his feet. We've all witnessed it. Aren't we good to go? Are they good to go? What were they doing in that room where they were gathered? And Thomas had not yet witnessed Jesus. They were gathered there in fear. Jesus is risen. Now
1: what? Huddle. Hide? How will it... What will be next? What will we get back to where we were?
0: More miracles, more trampsing about the Galilean and Judean countryside, and, and more of the same. Now, now what? Jesus is preparing his church for now what? And it's a now what for us?
1: Celebration of Easter. He's risen. Now what? Every gathered
0: congregation faces this kind of question. Because here we, we find a kind of recommissioning, a reminder of first commission, that you might be reminded of the great commission. That you might learn of that and see what the church is about so Jesus makes himself known to Mary at the tomb he appears sometime later makes himself directly known to Thomas and the others and now now up in Galilee there he makes a third appearance to a collection of his disciples in a very peculiar way and that's what we want to look at uh, this evening, I don't exactly remember how I put this, from empty net to full net to a meal of fellowship, they asked for the point, so what
1: should I write here? Uh, Let's start with empty net. Empty net at the commencement of his ministry in Galilee.
0: Empty net. Where, who is this guy anyway? Who is this rabbi, this Jesus?
1: Hard night of fishing, empty net. Cleaning the net. Putting the work away.
0: Jesus puts out on a boat and teaches from offshore in the boat and then says, ah, let's go out further and put out your net. Oh, look. You're a carpenter's son, I'll grant you know some carpentry. I'm a fisherman, I know fish fishing you're out of your your element here you're you know you stay in your lane you're not in the right lane here. no, put out your net here, and there's this stupendous catch of fish we read about in Luke five this miraculous. Catch a fish. You need a second boat to drag this catch of fish in. And it's the kind of catch of fish, not just, oh wow, they had a good night. This is an eye saucer wide kind of catch of fish. Miracle fish.
1: Empty net.
0: And here comes Jesus, <clears throat> the carpenter, out of his lane doing this miraculous work of God, and Peter understands it immediately. That's why he crunches down before him and says, depart from me, I'm
1: I'm a sinful man. You don't need a lot of imagination.
0: I know in Sunday school, complete with flannel graph and all, you know, you can paste on the boat and put the disciples in the boat, and you can, someone else gets the net and paste that on, and someone else gets to paste the fish onto the net, and these are all such wholesome people, but these were spitting fishermen, and probably cussing fishermen. And not exactly the most savory sort of people. And Peter knows that he's before the presence of the holy. A holy miracle. A holy Jesus. He's an unholy man. He knows it Depart from me. Sort of Isaiah-like. I'm a man of unclean lips. The nation is foul-mouthed and I am too.
1: Me. You. Jesus' mission and the other in Luke 5. I'm going to make you fishers of men. We're going to go human fishing.
0: You're seeing this impressive cat, which is a testimony about who I am. He's just one of the guys. No, he's not. It's just another nice. Catch it? No, it isn't. This is a miracle. And we know it. We're in the presence of the Holy. Now, it's from Galilee that became the headquarters from which Jesus with his disciples commenced on their work of healing, of teaching, of bringing a good message to poor, desperate people who had no hope. People under Roman bondage people who had no advantages people whose future wasn't exactly hopeful and happy but bleak and difficult and people who didn't know all the basic kind of physical cares and blessings we take for granted people had all kinds of physical ailments and there was nothing to do about it except someone literally heal and take
1: this pain away in Jesus did, as he taught. It's also the place
0: by this lake, the Sea of Galilee, it has all sorts of names, Iberia. It's also a place where there was a lot of hungry people, and he fed 3,000 at a time, 5,000 at a time, with some fish and some loaves. It's a place of desperation and provision. A place where, where where can we turn? And there's a divine answer. There's help on the way. There's Jesus in our midst. A place of sorrow and sadness and hope. Blindness and I can see. Cripple and I can finally walk and get about and have a life. A place of burdened parents, unburdened. and. Happiness and hope for a child. A place where ones were literally dead and were brought back from the dead again. This is Jesus' first commission, which testifies to who He is. It brings a glimpse of kingdom come because it shows us more the way it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to be blind and crippled. We're not supposed to be estranged from God and having no knowledge of Him. And He comes and He heals our bodies and He brings the message to heal our souls. He teaches us about Himself, about a narrow way and a broad way. One leads to life, the other leads to destruction. First commission. Empty nets that begin to fill up
1: with people. I'll make you fishers of men. And then it comes crashing down. A dead Jesus. An entombed
0: Jesus. What good is a dead general? He can't lead an army in
1: a grave. And yet, then a risen Jesus. <laughs> Triumphant Jesus. A victor Jesus.
0: And he's appearing to them, showing them, and taking a frightened, huddled, Where do we go next? Well, it's our lives next. Off with our heads. Maybe we'll get crucified. Maybe we'll be banished. We'll be the oppressed ones. Maybe we're the ones who'll be stoned to death uh, for blasphemy. You know, where do we go next? Jesus makes his appearance. You remember when he makes his appearance in the room with Thomas, the doubting one, as if no one else had their doubts. And Thomas there worships before Jesus, my Lord and my God. He adds a benediction upon him and upon the church. Blessed are you, Thomas, you've seen and you believe. More blessed. Now this is us.
1: This is the church throughout the ages. Blessed are those who haven't seen and believed.
0: So, Jesus rises from the dead. He commissions His people. And then He shows them that the path ahead isn't to cling to Jesus. Isn't to have Him back in the flesh to hang out with. I mean, if He's in your living room, He's not in my living room. If he's out in India visiting, physically now, visiting some Christians there, he's not here in DeMont to have conversation with us.
1: But if he goes away and sends his spirit, better. The one who will lead you into truth, the one that will work in your heart, the one that will make effective the word
0: because a preacher can't make that effective and you can't dispose yourself to make it effective. It takes almighty work of the Spirit of God to take word of God and make it effective to us. Good, I go away and I send another comforter. Don't cling to me, Mary. We're not going back the way it was.
1: We're marching forward. Now what? We're going from empty nets to full nets. It is full nets of people, because we've only made a
0: start a little it's only a little dab here in Galilee and Judea and amongst the Samaritans. I'm going to commission you to start there, yes, but go to the outer uttermost parts of the world, and by the amazing grace of God, it continues transgressed boundaries, which are really, the whole world belongs to God anyway. It's His perfect, It's His place. Jesus has all the authority in heaven and earth. It's by divine right. It's His creation. Make disciples of that which
1: is mine already. Make the nets. So the disciples find themselves in Galilee. Back to where it started. Back where they first were commissioned. Back where they were first introduced to
0: Jesus. Back where they first saw miracles in his healing, in his love, and his mercy and action. Back where they first believed. Back where... They had first uttered words like, Depart from me, I'm a sinner, I'm a foul mouthed guy, you don't know what kind of person you're dealing with here. No, I know what you are,
1: and I'm going to make you fishers of men. Back there, this is where Jesus is determined to
0: recommission, to prepare his church for a great mission. As a huddling, frightened, bewildered group of disciples, and send them out into a
1: great, big, unbelieving, hostile world. Because that's still scary. <laughs> I mean, what what's changed there? Still scary. Great, big,
0: unbelieving, hostile world. And all that's happened lately within our own culture, is for us, especially as believing Christians, to wake up, yeah, even this land can hate the Christ and hate the faith and hate the church and not live out of grace and mercy and kindness, but cancel you. You're done with you. One strike, you're out.
1: Finish. And we bring a message as well new beginnings. Help, there's hope, there's love, there's picking
0: us up, there's resurrection from the dead, there's why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, why we were children of wrath, but God did something to save us. We have a great message for a mean, hostile,
1: broken, unhappy, tear-filled world. Jesus prepares the church for that. He wants the net full of people. And that's why here now, we come to Galilee, and there they'd been out, and they,
0: <laughs> as day was breaking, they had gone fishing. It didn't go well. Through the night, they caught nothing. And Jesus was at the shore. They didn't know who he was. Did you get any
1: fish? No. Cast your net on the other side. They do. And now, oh, we've been there before. Ding, 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 ding.
0: Hey, this is reminiscent of something, isn't
1: it? I think so, And they
0: realize with this great quantity of fish that John, the disciple Jesus, loved. That's how he talks about himself. It's the Lord. And Peter gets his garment and makes a swim for it. And Meanwhile, the others, they can't haul the fish into the boat, but they can haul the boat and the net to shore, and they do that, a catch of 153 fish. And there we find Jesus preparing a meal. The last meal they had had with him was the Lord's Supper, what he gave us the Lord's Supper, right?
1: A meal of
0: remembrance where they were taught about forgiveness through his blood. Through his body broken, through him. And after partaking of him that way, they said, No, Lord, not you, Lord. I don't know him, Lord. They ran away from that, Lord. They canceled that, Lord. They denied that, Lord.
1: I'm not with him, Lord. They denied. mission. And him, there he is on shore inviting them to fellowship to a meal together. He had already said to them and as he had come into their midst, peace on you. Here he is the Lord we deny, peace be on you. Receive the Spirit. They're still sinful men. So are we. He still commissions us. He uses his church with its brokenness and its woundedness and its weakness and its and all of its repeat offending and sins. The way he prepares his church already partly told them, uh,
0: blessed are those who don't see, but hear and believe. Go tell. Go preach. Go announce. They don't have to see what you see. They only need to hear what you hear and believe. You go under my blessing. You go under my peace. You go under the power of my spirit. You go under mandate of word, and
1: now here you go forth, recommissioned, fill the net. It's important we understand that as church, because it's easy to
0: get discouraged as church. It's easy to get distracted as church. A church can get ingrown on itself, where it's just about us and our own and our needs and our problems and our things. And a church is a family. It it does have all these dimensions, but it also has always an out-there-ness. It always has to be looking out beyond itself. Because if, if you contemplate the hurts within the church, they're ten times worse outside the if you contemplate how much we need love and fellowship and help and and forgiveness and new beginnings, uh, there's a world out there that doesn't know about forgiveness or new beginnings or love. And what they need is what we all need, the love of Jesus. And they don't know about the fellowship with God. Jesus offers fellowship there with this breakfast, which I didn't read this part, but it's going to get very uncomfortable. Yes, specifically with Peter as the leader, the first among men there, but for all of them. When he's asked three times about his love for him and declaring, not I don't know you with some profanity thrown in for good measure.
1: Not that. Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my lamb. Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, pen my sheep. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. We can all contemplate Peter in his great failure,
0: great humility, humiliation, his weeping, his shame. But the Lord picks him up and prepares him for the big, great mission.
1: And we all need God to help us live as those who don't want empty nets but full nets,
0: as those who are repeat offenders and need reaffirmation of forgiveness and grace and pressing us forward. A God who cares for us because we need a lot of care. We are children after all, right? Children need a lot of care. Our catechism talks about how with all seriousness of purpose, we begin to live not according to just some, but all of God's commandments. But it also makes
1: clear it's just a small beginning. So you know what we're like? We're like little toddlers, little little, less than toddlers, learning to walk. (laughs) That's
0: cute and comical to watch, right? because they get up on their two feet, and they wobble around, and they, they grab hold of the sofa, and then they take a few steps, and then boom, and now they're down on their butts, and and then we clap. There you go. Good boy. All right. And they giggle and laugh, and they get back up, and they and we prod them, and they, you know, really old men and, and little kids, they walk. The Here they are. And and we and sometimes they fall and they hurt themselves and they cry and we pay, oh it's okay.
1: That's us in the Christian. We're not running sprints. We're not jumping hurdles. We're hanging on weekly We're little children that need care. We're comical. God loves us. He sends us out there to be His people. In the light of a risen Lord, He sends His Spirit and tells us He loves us and empowers us. Now what else do we need? but Him. And we'll fall down and we'll fail and we'll make mistakes but the Spirit will empower and bless. What happens at the end of Luke 5? Come, follow me. Join the commission, the mission, in phase
0: one. And then what happens in John 21, after Peter is reinstated? What does he say to end it?
1: Follow. Me. What is he saying to us every day of our lives?
0: Follow me. You're a, a, a Christian mom, and you're Seeking to, you spend a lot of time with your children, nurturing them, and sometimes it's a blast, and sometimes it's frustrating, but through it all, he's staying following. And you are a person who runs a farm, and you're no different than an unbeliever who runs a farm, but you run your farm under his kingship and lordship. You belong to him, everything belongs to him, the creation belongs to him. And he calls you to follow him, not just on Sunday, but in your whole life. You you give him your whole heart. And so you treat animals well and nurture the land well and provide for others well. And now you can extend this to any kind of vocation that's legitimate. I'm not going to say criminals. You know, well, I do my criminal activities to the Lord. No, not, not that. But any legitimate vocation we offer before his presence, I'm yours, you indwell me with your spirit, I have union with Christ, I'm not my own, I belong body and soul and life and in death to my faithful Savior, nothing is without your care and concern, now I'm called to love my neighbor as myself out in the world, belonging to you. And then I have a very specific commission as prophet, priest, and king participating in Christ to see where
1: there's empty nets. Let them be full nets. Because he's called me to follow him. And I do. It's very encouraging,
0: really, when we look at this, a Jesus who loves us even in our unlovableness, the Jesus who strengthens us, Jesus who assures us, the Jesus who speaks peace to us, Jesus that shows us the hearing of the word and believing is his work, his blessing, and how blessed that is. A Jesus who appears to his disciples and recommissions them where it all began. Onward Christian soldiers from Galilee. Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And now we find ourselves in Mon Indiana. Well, it's not
1: the ends of the earth, but for some people. <laughs> Here we are, under God's blessing. Amen, Lord. Use us, Lord. We follow you, Lord. Help us, Lord. Grant your blessing. Lord, our lives are sometimes empty nets, but you fill us up. Sometimes
0: we're fish that do not want to be caught, but you catch us nonetheless. Use us, Lord. Prepare us for that great mission that is continuing through Jesus Christ. We find encouragement, help, and hope in all these things. You're a Lord who never leaves us or forsakes us. You're the
1: victorious one. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake.